Here we go. You're listening to Thursday's Law and Gospel, Rumination Thursday on this October the 21st in the year of our Lord 2021. I'm Pastor Tom Baker, and with me is my good friend from Springfield, Illinois, that we have on every Thursday, Wes Reimnitz. Hello, Pastor. Hello, Pastor. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. I just want to mention that I have two people on each week, Mark Smith to help me with the hymns. He's very good from a biblical point of view in giving great insights in the hymns. But then I'm working with four congregations and have a number of other things to do. So I really appreciate that Wes does the spade work in finding various subjects to talk about on Thursday. And Wes, you really hit a good one this Thursday. I think we're going to have a lot of fun talking about the difference between Roman Catholic and Protestant theology. Uh, It's one that I've been looking at for some time. And of course, as you say, this article that I picked up, but uh, there's uh, numerous articles and videos that that talk about the Reformation and the difference between Catholics and, and uh, of course, Lutherans. And I think this is, this one typifies a little bit closer to what we're looking at. Yes. Wes Reimnitz and I, Tom Baker, could easily tell you the differences in the area of doctrine concerning various disputed doctrines like Mary, the Eucharist, seven sacraments, monasticism, justification and merit, purgatory, saints and papacy, that would all be quite different from Roman Catholic and Lutherans. But rather than us telling you what Roman Catholics believe, this article has two parts. There's two theological professors. The first one is Roman Catholic. His name is Matthew Levering, L-E-V-E-R-I-N-G. And he is a professor in the Perry Family Foundation at Mandolin Seminary, University of St. Mary of the Lake in Mundelein, Illinois. And the Protestant perspective is by Kevin J. Van Hooser, and he is research professor at Trinity Evangelical Divinity School in Deerfield, Illinois. So you you could say what the differences are in the area of doctrine, but it doesn't really get to the point that Matthew Levering wants to make about, yes, there are differences in doctrine, but there is a real difference in how the Roman Catholics view biblical reasoning. Mm-hmm. And I think that's really been helpful. And uh, do you want to maybe explain what Matthew Levering says is the difference? Well, before he proceeds, he, he makes an observation that uh, whether the Reformation was a mistake. And, of course, he holds that the Reformers made mistakes. And 
he he really gets down into the view of uh, how Scripture is God's authoritative word. He would say Protestants and Catholics view authoritative uh, word of God or what we would call Scripture alone in, in the Reformation principle. But it's how you go about interpreting that word. That's a really important point is that they have an understanding of how the Bible is interpreted. And that means that the Bible is interpreted by the leaders of the church following the example of the apostles. In other words, they take a look at a Bible passage and the leaders of the Roman Catholic Church come up with a meaning. And that meaning, according to this Roman Catholic theologian, is as good as if it's in the Bible because it is done by the Holy Spirit. Spirit. And therefore, it says that the faithful interpreter of Scripture is really the church leaders, the papacy, uh, the bishops, and their various councils. And it was kind of interesting. I had a good friend who was Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod, but he became a Roman Catholic. And he wrote an article about why, and it was this reason. He says, in the Lutheran Church, you never can be sure what a particular passage means. But in the Roman Catholic Church, because the papacy and the councils indicate what a passage means, that's the meaning of the passage. And, and therefore, they come up with views that are done by the Holy Spirit, and they think that's what the meaning of the Bible really is all about. And therein lies one of, one of the things that, that you always have been talking about on Law and Gospel uh, on a Reformation principle. You know what that one was? Yep. Scri scripture interprets Scripture. Yeah, that's the big difference between particularly Roman Catholic theology and Lutheran theology. For Roman Catholics, the Scripture is interpreted by the church officials through the power of the Holy Spirit. But in Lutheran theology, Scripture is interpreted by other parts of Scripture. I'll often say, if I say something wrong, give me a ring and challenge me. And if I can't give you a Bible verse to back up what I'm saying, then turn the station because I am a false teacher. I got a quote here from the the book of Concord, the Confessions. Yes. The word of God shall establish the articles of faith and no one else, not even an angel. You know what they came out of the small called articles. You know what they were discussing? No. Purgatory. Oh, purgatory, yes. Yeah. Yeah, and the papacy. Yeah. How the papacy had established right. purgatory. And the articles came out and said, no, it's it's the word of God that establishes these articles of faith and not something that is interpreted by the by the Pope and the 
and the priests and the cardinals. So taking a look, I really had some problems with statements by the Roman Catholic. Mm. Um, he says, the church has authoritative leaders appointed by Christ and their interpretations are binding for the whole people of God under the guidance of the Holy Spirit. This does not mean that the church's authoritative leaders make no errors since they obviously do so. It means solely that they are preserved in their solemn determinations of binding doctrine from an error that would negate the church's mediation of the true gospel to each generation. And that would negate the church's standing as the pillar and bulwark of the truth. Now, I have no idea what he's talking about. If the authoritative <laughs> leaders do make errors, then how can you say that they're speaking God's word properly? Yeah, you know, I, I flagged that one, too, and I kind of came to the same conclusion. I, I'm, I'm wondering if uh, they're putting a, a layer in between God and and man, and that is the church leaders, and they're there to be listened to no matter what, over and against what we talk about in a Reformation principle of Scripture interpreting Scripture or, or is Scripture alone. Yeah, I would challenge any Roman Catholic to find out where Luther criticized the church at his time that was not on the basis of something that Luther said is not in the Bible. In other mm. words, every criticism of Luther against the Roman Catholic teaching always ends up with them saying something for which you can't find biblical evidence, such as, well, where does it say that we should pray to Mary? Where does it say that she is sinless? Where does it say that when you die, you go to purgatory rather than heaven at first? Uh, all of these teachings are really contrary to the Bible because they're not in the Bible. Mm. And, and one of the things that caused me to take a take a look, I mean, I look at it uh, occasionally, but i was been reading it the last few days, is the uh, Book of Concord, our, our Lutheran Confessions, which we believe, teach, and, and confess. And it just, like, page after page, it just lifts off there that the Word of God establishes the faith. The Word of God is our interpreter and not uh, an angel or mankind of any sort. Right. A lot of people don't realize that Martin Luther's catechism the, the small catechism, every word of what he writes is actually from a biblical verse. Mm. So that um, thou shalt have no other gods before me. We should fear, love, and trust in God above all things. Well, we can find the Bible verses talking about how we should fear him, how we should love him, and how we should trust him above all things. And that's what's interesting about the expanded catechism 
It has questions, and every question is answered by a biblical verse. And- you know, that, that, that was something that, that Luther did, I think, every day as he studied his catechism. Yes, because you can always learn. Now, here's what this Roman Catholic says, and that's why we're using him, because he's a teacher in the Roman Catholic Seminary. God does not intend for Scripture to function without the ability of the church leaders to determine authoritatively what Scripture means on a disputed point. Mm. Now, where is that in the Bible? I I have no idea. No. That, that one can... Now, he quotes Timothy, where Paul writes that church leaders are to preach the word, be urgent in season and out of season, convince, rebuke, and exhort, be unfailing in patience and in teaching. Nowhere in that verse, 2 Timothy 4, verse 2, does it say that they are to preach a word that is not found in Scripture. For example, a couple of uh, Decembers ago, uh, the Pope made a declaration that if you stopped smoking, because he considers it a sin, then you will have years in purgatory eliminated. And so where does that come from? (laughs) You know how I would answer that. I found it in the Confessions. It's First Timothy four, verse one, not Second Timothy four, but First Timothy four. And now the Spirit expressly says that in latter times some will depart from the faith by devoting themselves to deceitful spirits and teachings of demons through the insanity of those consciences here who forbid marriage. You know. Uh, I think the the reformers back in, in Luther's time, and Luther included, is these teachings that, as you mentioned, nowhere is it taught in the Bible, and it's got to be uh, 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 of the uh, father of all lies. Yes. The Second Timothy chapter 4, verses 3 and 4, he also quotes, The time is coming when people will not endure sound teaching, but having itching ears, they will accumulate for themselves teachers to suit their own likings and will turn away from listening to the truth and wander into myths. Now, that would be a good verse for Lutherans to use against Roman Catholic teachings that are not found in the Bible. That's where we're opposed to the Roman Catholic Church. Right. We don't believe that Roman Catholics are going to go to hell. They do believe that Jesus Christ is the Savior of the world, but it is in these teachings that are contrary in the sense of not being found in the Bible where we disagree with them. I agree, and I think that's important reason that we discuss that today about how it is the Scripture alone and it is scripture interpreting scriptures and things of that nature. For for I sent you another 
uh, email this morning. I found a, a, a poll that said that uh, 70% of born-again Christians believe that there's many ways to get to heaven other than, than Jesus. So it isn't just only that we're picking on Catholicism in its authoritative word. We're also looking at any Christian that would depart from Scripture alone or Scripture interprets Scripture. Yes, he says, everyone can agree that the church needs leaders. Okay, we'll agree with that. And that these leaders will exercise teaching authority. No, we don't agree with that. If a leader comes out and says, this is the teaching of the Bible and it's not in the Bible, then he is a false teacher and he is not exercising proper teaching authority. In fact, what do we say when we forgive people their sins in the worship service? Do we say, upon my authority? No, upon the, I instead and by the command of my Lord Jesus Christ. Yes, and we even say in the new liturgy, and by his authority. authority. So yeah. if we cannot quote Jesus directly, then we aren't properly teaching with authority. We're teaching with man's thinking and reason. And I think that's so important this time of the year and why today we're discussing it because in a couple of weeks uh, on Sunday, October 31st, is, is the celebration of the Reformation. And many of our churches will be having Reformation services and a reminder to us of, of how precious this Reformation has been, especially when we talk today about the authority of Scripture. Yes. Now, the uh, Protestant individual says the real issue is not whether Roman Catholics use the Bible to do theology. They do. Or accorded authority. They do that also. But rather whether they accord Scripture supreme authority in its own interpretation. And that's what they don't do. And so that's a clear difference between the Protestant and the Roman Catholic point of view. For the Roman Catholics, they look to their leaders, to their Pope, to their councils, to see what a Bible verse really means. And once they declare it to mean something, then that's because the power of the Holy Spirit has told them to say that. And that's why they consider it still to be biblical, because it's as though they're inspired by the Holy Spirit as the apostles were. You know, it kind of came as if we're talking in a circle when it comes to this Roman Catholic authority of the word. They believe in the authority of the word, but yet on the other hand, they say we can interpret it and that becomes an authority. Well, what's our authority? Our authority is the word of God. It seems like an, an endless circle of the old Adam working within us. Yeah, that, that's a good point to make. And he, he talks about that a little bit. It's one thing to say that the Bible makes sense in the context of the believing community. But it's quite another to say that the community 
gives the Bible its sense. And, and that's really a, a good point, is that I'm doing adult instruction right now, and we're opening up the Bible. We went through the commandments last week. We're going to be beginning with the Apostles' Creed this week. And all we're doing is looking at Bible verses to back up what we teach. And there again, we're back to 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 that that adage that you talk about: Scripture interprets scriptures. Or as you said earlier, you know, if you say something that that's not found in the Word of God, call you up, email you, and say, "Hey, wait a minute, let's take a look at this." Yeah. He, he, the Protestant makes a real good, I've never heard this before. He says, um, he stands reluctantly obliged to judge the Roman view of biblical reasoning and example of not sola scriptura, the sola means only, but sorta scriptura. I thought that was pretty good. Yeah, that that was really a, a telling point. Uh, scripture alone versus, well, it's sort of scripture somewhere in there. Yeah, I, I again challenge Roman Catholics to find a place where we Lutherans disagree with them that they have biblical grounds for their teaching. They They just don't because they don't believe they need biblical grounds since the Pope, the councils, the bishops, even though they make mistakes, they are inspired by the Holy Spirit, just like the original apostles were. And therefore, when they speak, this is what scripture means, then you got to listen to them and not to what others are saying. Uh, I think that's a point well taken. Is is uh, we have no problem with them in terms of them believing that Jesus died upon the cross for the forgiveness of our sins. Right. It's it's all these other things that that they've added to to it, and uh, I think it's important that during this this time of the year that that uh, when October thirty first, instead of being quote Halloween. It really is uh, the formation of the Reformation where we get back to the Word and, and the correct interpretation of the Word. Yes, he says, the Protestant, the real issue is not whether Roman Catholics use the Bible to do theology. They do. Or that they accorded authority. Yeah, they do that also. But rather whether they accord Scripture supreme authority in its own interpretation and that they don't do and that was uh the the point that uh we, we were trying to make today or have been making all day is that the scriptures are the supreme authority not the interpretation of popes and councils and things like that and we would say that too that Anything that we've written, it must stand the test of whether it correctly interprets Scripture, correctly talks about the Word of God. Well, there were three or four solas from the Reformation. 
which means alone or only. Uh, can you recall what they were? Well, of course, the first one was Scripture alone, and then there was faith alone, grace alone, and the fourth being Christ alone. Exactly. And so the big one on interpretation was Scripture alone. And so that's why Luther was just really not happy at all with the Roman Catholic teaching on purgatory, since there's nothing in the Bible to back it up, and that it gives uh, a fear on the part of people that they should not have, that once you become a Christian, you no longer need to fear God, but you can love him knowing what he has done through his son, Jesus Christ, for your salvation. Right. And I would encourage our listeners to pick up the book of Concord, read through it, how it speaks about the Word of God being authoritative and about Christ alone in there, or perhaps in their church libraries. I know many of our church libraries in the Missouri Synod have copies of Luther's works and pick it up and and begin to read it. Yes, in fact, not issues, etc., the morning uh, coffee hour was talking today that we have a program on KFUO about the Book of Concord. I believe it's Saturday mornings at 10 o'clock, and they had one of the individuals who's on that program talking about the importance of the Book of Concord. Oh, okay. Looks like the music is here already. Uh, I'm Tom Baker, and you were talking to Wes Reimnitz. If you have any questions about today's subject, then go ahead and send me an email. We'll be glad to answer it tomorrow on Open Mic Friday. Until then, God bless you. Listen to Law & Gospel each weekday morning at 9.30 on KFUO. For a tax-deductible gift to Law & Gospel, please make your check payable to Concordia Mission Society and mail it to Tom Baker, P.O. Box 28910, St. Louis, Missouri, 63132. To give online, visit lawandgospel101.com or call toll-free 1-877-267-1962. Views and opinions expressed on Worldwide KFUO may not represent the official position of the management or ownership of KFUO, the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod. If you'd like to comment on programs or topics heard on Worldwide KFUO, write us at KFUO, 1333 South Kirkwood Road, St. Louis, Missouri, 63122. You can also leave a question or comment on our comment line at 314-996-1542. 